0: Hi, I'm Mia Dunlop, founder of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Punk Parenting Podcast. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. Teen Brain Trust brings together a community of mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me in short-form audio to demystify adolescence, help you build a better relationship with your teenager, and help raise the next generation of changemakers. So let's get into a pain point that a ton of parents tell me they struggle with, getting teens to listen. Sometimes talking to teenagers feels like talking to a wall. They can be aloof and in their own world and just really hard to get through to. It can be really, really frustrating. We all want to do all the right things, like motivate our teen, foster healthy habits, and have constructive conversations about hard topics, or just have a casual living room conversation sometimes. But so many parents I know feel like they just can't do any of those things because their teen simply isn't receptive to them. So what the hell are we supposed to do when our teen just isn't responding? In this episode, I'm going to run through five different tactics you can start implementing now that will foster healthier and more open communication. Look, this doesn't happen overnight, but the more our teens are receptive to what we have to say and the more they share with us, the better, right? So if you're at your wits end because your teen isn't responsive, it's probably time to take a step back, make some adjustments and allow yourself some breathing room. By the way, if you want a hard copy of what we talk about in this podcast, we have a free downloadable guide in our website. It's linked in the show notes for this episode, or you can just go to www.teambraintrust.com and find it under free resources. Okay, so now let's jump into the five tools we parents can use to encourage more open communication with our teens. Number one. It's important to be conscious of all the ways our teens might actually be trying to connect with us. To get our teens to want to interact with us, we have to make sure they see us as someone who will partner with them and be receptive to what they want to communicate. Sometimes parents miss these opportunities because we're distracted or we think what they're talking about just isn't really relevant to us. Teens often reach out to us in ways that may seem offhand, unimportant, or even juvenile at times. Like when my son shows me some YouTube clips he thinks is hilarious that I find difficult to see the point in. But when teens do this, they're also testing the waters of communication to see how we'll respond. By being open to these interactions and interested in what our teen has to say, we'll encourage them to reach out and share more in the future. The second tactic is be like a potted plant, yes, I said a plant, as in make yourself available in unobtrusive ways. When toddlers learn to walk, they'll often toddle away from their parents, exploring their environment and ability to move on their own, and inevitably they'll come toddling back to their parents and check in to make sure their parents are still there. Teens do something similar with communication, emotional connection, and availability. They need to test their limits and see how emotionally independent they can be, but they'll inevitably come back to check in with us. So it's important for us to allow them the space to disconnect, but also let them know that we're available and accessible to them when they need support. So be content to hang out, do your thing, and wait for the check-in. Tactic number three, be a sounding board, not a problem solver. I am super guilty of being a problem solver way too much with my boys. We do it because we want to be helpful. So often in situations where our teens are actually sharing what they're dealing with, we default to sharing our take on what they should do and offer our unsolicited advice. This can be really off-putting to teens who just need someone to talk through their problems with. Teens are driven to explore and exert their independence. One reason teens share with their parents is because it helps them process information. They want someone to bounce ideas off of, someone who will validate them and be a sounding board while they work through their ideas and the issues they're dealing with if we can be a person they feel safe bouncing ideas off of, they'll be much more likely to wanna talk to us. So try to be a sounding board, not a problem solver. As hard as it is to see our kids struggle, sometimes the best thing we can do is just listen and be okay with them working through their struggles on their own. This is a tactic I am constantly working on. It's actually really, really hard for me. Tactic number four is pretty easy in theory, but much harder in practice. Try to be as non-judgmental as possible, <laughs> that's hard. Teens are hypersensitive to judgment and disapproval, especially from their parents. If they sense in any way that will be critical, judgmental, or too controlling, they're going to completely shut down. So when we talk with our teens, we need to try as much as possible to keep our judgments to a minimum. A lot of parents don't think that they're being judgmental with their teens, but here's an easy way to tell. If you're having a conversation with your teen and all of a sudden it feels like all the air got sucked out of the room, that's a good indicator that they're sensing judgment or disapproval. It can be really hard to find the line here, but a good rule of thumb is just to listen more, talk less, and keep personal opinions, especially when they're sharing something to a minimum. Again, simple in practice, but this is really hard to do. Tactic number five, be really curious about your teen's interests and opinions. Everyone loves talking about themselves and what they're into, and teens love it more than most. Teens might have spent the majority of their lives in the role of a student, but there is one thing that only they are the absolute expert on, themselves. When we get curious about teens' experiences, interests, and opinions, we give them the enjoyable opportunity to take on the role of an expert and share their expertise with us for a change. If you want some concrete examples and more implementable advice, check out our free guide on the topic. Again, you can find that by going to teenbraintrust.com and looking for our free resources. Managing a peaceful, healthy relationship with a teenager can be painstaking and feel very counterintuitive at times. The reality is that our teens do need us, want us around most of the time, want to know what we think, and want our approval, even if they would never admit it. If your teen isn't responsive to you or listening to what you have to say, it's probably not because they don't want to hear what you have to say. It's much more likely that they don't feel like you're interested in what they're saying. If you can be more receptive to them and their opinions, they'll be much more receptive to us. Just as a reminder, Teen Brain Trust has so much more comprehensive resources for parents of teens from experts in adolescent mental health and development. We know how hard it is to raise a teenager. So check us out if you're feeling overwhelmed or a little hopeless. Just visit www.teenbraintrust.com to find our resources. Thanks for listening.